Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology. It's October now, guys. October 2022. And um, my first recording of the month. Um, Yeah, but on this podcast, you know, we're usually talking about different types of cultural topics, spirituality, and whatnot. Um, Today is more of a bit of a social topic I guess I would say um I didn't really write down a lot of notes on this but basically the topic is called you know gut feelings and toxic environments I don't want to call it gut feelings of toxic environments but gut feelings and toxic environments um so I guess that can be broken down into um, different categories. So um, I'm writing those down right now because I'm going to forget. <laughs> um, so categories such as history, history meaning experiences, but also history experiences um kind of invites and i guess we should we could say maybe um boundaries so um all right so i know that i'm not the only one who's kind of uh dabbling in this uh I don't know what what you what you call it, but it's like basically when you kind of uh, go back to an environment that you were previously in. So, like a lot of people know that you know when I moved to San Diego initially, my goal was I was going to be there five to six years. And bounce, you know, come back up to L.A. Um, Initially, I never really saw myself, like, making a life for myself down there. And I really did, you know, have a good awareness of things that um, I didn't find very holistic parts of my lifestyle when I was staying in L.A. uh, before I officially moved. Um, so, yeah, I was, I remember I was usually just like, eh, there's some things that I want in my life that I'm not really getting out of the lifestyle and environment and kind of social settings that I'm in. And, you know, I, I I found some of it, you know, when I was in grad school in LA, like I definitely was able to find a different uh setting to connect with people in and the only issue with it really was well two issues really the first issue was that it was only a it was only like a three-year period of time and then you know from then you know it was still easy to keep in touch with people but again if you guys know LA it's like you know, I had friends that lived like 30 miles away or so. Like it, it was like such a lengthy distance, including the traffic and the commute times and the expense. You know, if you know L.A. well, you know that when you go to places like, you know, Venice, Santa Monica, um, I don't know, like different West L.A. spots, Hollywood, downtown L.A., like these types of places you're generally paying parking you're not usually just rolling up in like residential or whatever so those are the types of places i would generally be hanging out would be like off the 10 and like a little north of the 10 off the 101 um or kind of like downtown off the 10 um and those were kind of like 
central, those were relatively central regions. Like, I knew people who lived all the way, like, up near the forest, and then some people in the valley, and then people all the way down in Long Beach, and, you know, um, everyone was pretty spread out. And so, the people that I knew more locally in the area where I was, where I was raised, like, once I was done with high school, I basically was kind of like, um, like, high school was a hard thing to navigate, because I was very connected with church, um, but very exposed to, like, you know, a secular world of, like, public school environment, and I did have all these, like, notions of, like, what public school people might be like, and how you kind of have to interact with people, and I was used to being around, like, the churchy types of people, but, um, not really the churchy types that were like super well behaved it was like a different kind of feel um and you know people that were kind of more like feeling like their traditions and their culture were like so much better than everybody else's that you know there's no reason to really value or look into other cultures and like see what they're doing and what you can maybe learn or pick up from them so I kind of was like raised around a lot of that mentality of like we have it right we have the truth we know everything and all these other people you know some somehow all the other people that didn't pick up on this religion are just being stubborn and just you know ignorant and don't really know anything because this is right and they're wrong kind of thing so there was definitely a lot of that and you know, the proof that people had was that, you know, they had this healthy lifestyle of, you know, exercising, eating healthy, you know, going to religious things and doing all kinds of social stuff, you know, keeping the Sabbath and doing all these other things um, that, you know, they focused on the benefits of that. And while it wasn't not beneficial um, I mean, I've talked about it time and time again. The social aspect of things just wasn't very beneficial. A lot of it wasn't. Um, now, there was a lot of social that was good. Um, you know, it was good that... Sorry, I dropped my phone. It was good because people were um, able to kind of connect and socialize very regularly. It was very convenient. Everyone lived pretty close together. Um, and so that part was cool. And then another part was that, you know, there was stuff to do every day of the week, if it was school or other types of little activities that you could do during the week. Most of it was like volunteer based and church based, like, I don't know, different teams of people that would do different stuff like praying or cleaning or whatever. But there were different things that you could be involved with socially that you were kind of like a part of like a group doing stuff. Um, and you would meet during the week to have these meetings about what was going to happen on Sunday or Saturday or Friday or whatever, or even during the week, you know. So there were a lot of things to do just through the church itself. Um, so people weren't really left isolated out unless they kind of chose that for themselves. And, you know, I never really could put a finger on, you know, why there were so many people who would leave. And I was just kind of like, well, what are, they must be finding something out there that they like more. Um, but I, I, you know, at first I could never really wrap my head around it. Like in high school, it never fully hit me because I was still so connected with the church church crews that it never really fully hit me, you know, because I was like, OK, I go to school here, but I'm not really like here to interact or whatever. I was just, you know, I still had my church local friends that lived close enough that I could see them pretty regularly. But it did start getting to me when I realized I only really saw him on the weekend so it was Friday Saturday Sunday instead of like every single day of the week um because I grew up seeing like the same people like every single day um so that was a bit of a shock a culture shock and my junior year was rough because of that and then you know I tried to interact and socialize with people but it was kind of like it's not really the, it was kind of both ways like I kind of like was still trying to do the religious thing so, you know, I would never do anything that was Friday nights, 
which is basically everything in high school is like Friday nights. And then I would never do anything Saturday during the daytime. Um, and then I'd usually have friend, friend, like interactions, like Saturday nights, we'd usually go to movies and boba and stuff like that. And so I was almost always busy with friends. And then Sunday I'd play sports. And so it's like, I didn't really have too much of a school social life. And I didn't go <clears throat> to the public schools with these public school kids from junior high and on. Like, uh, basically I jumped in at my junior year. So it's like, usually your junior year, you're pretty well established. Um, and I came in like new, you know, with all these notions that I'd learned from a private religious school where they teach you about, you know, you're going to get involved in drugs and pregnant and like, you know, like the schools are bad and there's gangs and all this. And I'm just like, really? Um, cause mind you, you know, I, I'd been hanging out with like neighborhood kids and stuff. Um, when we lived over closer to LAX, I was hanging out with plenty of kids. Uh, a lot of them went to Catholic schools. Um, and the ones who didn't go to Catholic schools went to public schools. And a lot of those kids, you know, we, you know, got along fine. Like there was really nothing, um, that was too different. And so, you know, that ends, you know, I end up uh, deciding for col between colleges of like either a private, you know, Adventist college or university compared to like a public school, which was a local community college where you just pay a few bucks per unit. I think, I think when I first started, it was like eight bucks a unit or something, 20... I remember when it went into double digits and I think it was up to $20 a unit or something when I left. Um, I had some really close uh, family friends when I was, uh, you know, the ones that I, I've talked about them before, the ones who were kind of like the older crowd that was kind of more, you know, the well-rounded people that kind of had like good heads on their shoulders. Um, I kind of, uh, you know, was able to reach out you know, reach out to them. Uh, they helped me and some of the other friends to, you know, find out where the library was, where our classes were going to be. Um, they really kind of like helped us out a lot and like, how you're going to, where you're going to eat, when's your lunch break going to be? Like, they kind of walked us through the early processes of things. Um, because, you know, we were like the first generation to not go to Adventist schools, <laughs> Adventist colleges and universities. And so I was with that generation of people when the economy was starting to go bad. And it was like everybody was like, you know, the the, the system was kind of changing. Like people were realizing, you know, like maybe these Adventist schools don't have the absolute best education all the time. Like there are other local schools that are really good and, you know, if you're trying to go into certain fields, it might be best to go to certain schools. Like, economically speaking, it wouldn't put you at risk um, of paying, like, prices. I believe at the time, uh, the Adventist universities cost more than Harvard would cost per year, honestly. Like, um, they were very, very expensive because they're private schools. They're very, very expensive. And so that wasn't really, um, you know, even the UCs were cheaper. They're like half the price pretty much. Um, and really good schools, like all the UCs were really good schools. And so it was kind of like a lot of people were like, you know, go to community college and then, um, go into, you know, get into a university. And so a lot of us did that. We went to community college and we went to university and, you know, a public school university. And that was a good experience too. But the, um, I could definitely tell that I was kind of like, I, I was definitely like trying to cling on to all the, all the like church stuff. Like I know, so yeah, junior year, senior year of high school, I was not as social at school because I, I had my local friends we had our band and stuff and like, you know, we'd be practicing for gigs and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so we were pretty involved, you know, I'd practice guitar after, after school and stuff. 
and I wasn't really too weekday social with, you know, my local high school people. Um, cause I already had a whole social life that I grew up with that was still local. So I was never, never really like, oh, let me ditch those friends and hang out with these guys. So I never really got to know too many people too solidly. Like we would hang out in classes and stuff, but I never really hung out with people like outside of school, really, to my knowledge. I don't remember hanging out like outside of school, making plans with people. And I did remember it was a little socially weird. Like I did meet some people, but I was like, I could tell that like I was kind of not, um, I don't really want to say it was not fitting in, but I was not really picking up on, you know, um, certain things. And I remember that I was joining like Christian clubs. I joined like two Christian clubs, um, on campus. One was kind of the white one. One was kind of the Asian one. I mean, those were kind of the only racial options at our school. Um, and we just did that once a week for each, uh, group and, you know, otherwise I was mostly studying, like, cause I knew I'd want to play guitar and stuff after school and, you know, just, I just like immersed myself in music after school and, and creative stuff. I wasn't really too sociable with people, um, but that's probably, I think, during those two years and probably the first three years of my community college experience, I think those years I wrote the most music that I can remember in my life. Um, and then, yeah, eventually, yeah, started community college, went there for three years um, and transferred to UC and you know when I was at the community college I definitely met people that I was like these people are solid they're pretty chill uh good heads on their shoulders you know I would always want to know what people's religions were and stuff I remember the first people I met there was this guy Doug uh Latino dude this guy this lady uh Gina um and they were way older than me they were probably I think one of them had like a son the guy had like a son and the lady had like a son that was like 16 or something and like um they weren't relatives but yeah I remember we would have our breaks and lunches together we had like two or three classes and I think the guy was uh, a religion called like preterism or preterite or something like something like that um where basically they believe in like the words of Jesus as the most important focus of their denomination. So almost like, you know, when you when you read some of the Bibles where they have the red letter Bibles where it's like all the words that are that Jesus spoke are like highlighted in red, it would almost be like similar to that, I guess. Um and he gave me a book about it, about um his religion and I remember kind of reading it but it was like really thin and like I you know I think I read it but I don't remember if I like um absorbed a lot of it I think I just like read it and I was like cool but I used to do stuff like that all the time I'd I'd meet people and just want to talk about religion and stuff and like because that's what I knew like I was like I don't really know anything else like I know Metallica and a lot of musical stuff and I know you know religion like I don't really have many other social you know, other than sports, like, I didn't really have any, like, too many other, like, social things, uh, that were very relatable for people, and so, you know, go through that background, and, you know, start meeting people at community college, and realizing that they're all chill, you know, I met some friends at, like, the, at, like, the math, engineering, and science, I used to hang around there a lot, and I was just, like, yeah, I met a lot of really nice people. And I was just thinking, like, I don't, I haven't met one person in here who's an Adventist. And mind you, I'm like about one or two years before a lot of other people that I knew. Like, there were some people that were like my age range that went to Adventist universities. But then the people who were like younger, like my brother's age and a little younger than him, like the year younger than him, um, from then on, everybody started going to the public schools more so. And so I remember having a bunch of church friends, local church friends or local religious friends 
after that first year, my second year at community college, I had a bunch of friends that were from um, these other, you know, churches from around the area, but the same denomination I was in. And then um, we all kind of we all kind of went to the same school um community college and we all were kind of just there to study transfer to UCs like we all had the same plan and a lot of us uh before had gone our last junior and senior years to uh public high schools um and graduated from public high schools and so we were like a generation that started the whole public school thing uh in our in our area because before that everyone had pretty much just dished out because um socially it is seen as more uh you kind of do get a bit of a higher standing if you were educated through uh, adventist education systems like but up until we started going to school um people didn't really value it they didn't value public universities or public high schools or anything and they were so fearful that like kids would never come to church and so I remember being a part of you know I was still very much in into the school the people I met at the school and just realizing how cool they were I remember there was a little bit of tension when I had some uh, people come in that second year where everyone started now mixing and interacting and intermingling with uh with my social life because <laughs> I was like oh no like now I got some of these people from these other um environments kind of mixing and matching um and it was during that time I think that we opened what was called the show academy um where we would like host like punk shows local punk shows from the local Christian bands not only from our denomination, but from um, other denominations locally of kids that were Christian. It didn't really mean that their music was like Christian related, but like it was, you know, usually not like profanity and stuff, but like otherwise they were like metal and uh, a lot of like local like metal and like punk bands and stuff. Like we weren't trying to be like famous or anything, but it was just what we did, you know? So we would play, it's very LA, like. You know, I'm sure we weren't rare. You know, there's a lot of musicians that come out of L.A. And, you know, it's not uncommon to just be playing music all the time. Um, And so, you know, I always found creative and musical things way easier every time I've been in L.A. Because everybody I know is musical. If you grow up in church, I mean, you're playing music at least Fridays and Saturdays, if not involved in the practices and everything. Like, you're playing music at least weekly if not more than that, you know, you're usually pretty involved in something that's musical, and so, or, you know, some type of entertainment aspect of, like, you know, the sound systems or whatever, like, it's not uncommon, you know, it's just part of the culture in LA, I think, um, that it's just common that people get involved in, in something like that, um, I never really had, like, the, the personality for it so much, like, I'm, I'm more of a shy, reserved, kind of person I'm not really like an on stage kind of person but I do like recording and I do like I just I wasn't super into the performance aspect of it but I was like well I like playing and and stuff like that so it was kind of fun just to play but the performances I could have probably done without but it was just part of what came with it uh when you're in a band with people who want to perform like you can't just be like no I'm never going to perform with you and there were so many opportunities, so we just did it all the time. Like, we would, I don't know how many gigs we had. I lost track, but uh, we had a lot. And so during high school, until our lead singer moved to a uh, an Adventist college up in Angwin, California, we basically had this band. Um, I don't know if it was, like, for two years or so. Um And then community college, we had another band, um, which was some of us and then added a couple others, um, uh, from another, from a different band. Um, and so we basically went, um, to, we went to a, uh, uh, kind of public environment uh you know the, I, I always had this kind of like 
cross between two worlds of like you know had my public school and then my church people and so I was always between that and I think during community college that's kind of when I started doing different types of stuff on Friday nights that wasn't church related like I would always be like I can't hang out can't hang out can't hang out and then eventually you know we kind of started doing more other stuff like we still did like host bible studies and stuff like I mean yeah I was raised around a lot of really religious people so it wasn't uncommon that we would host our own like bible studies like it would be Friday night you know Sabbath Friday night and we'd just be like at a boba shop having like a, a discussion of a topic or a donut shop or something and you know we were like the rebels because we were purchasing stuff on the sabbath but like it's like dude we're having a bible study like how many people in their early 20s and late teens do you know that are just going to have bible studies without like somebody even like forming it you know it's not church leader formed nothing like we formed it on our own and so we basically had these bible studies and um we would we would kind of enjoy ourselves with it but um I don't really know like it it wasn't there were still we'd still get pushback you know about like buying stuff on the Sabbath or like who was where and like who used what key for what thing and all like they still kind of didn't really trust us and so um there was kind of that where they kind of always assumed oh we're gonna do something wrong um but we kind of just hung out you know um and you know they trusted us to kind of do what we were gonna do with our meetings and whatnot and it eventually came to a point where they were like you know we kind of started understanding why they didn't want us so involved in like the public school culture and but we're just like well there's nothing for us here like don't you guys realize like usually with the culture of things people our age leave and go away to college they usually leave they go to college somewhere else they move they stop coming to the the local churches because they're at a university somewhere that usually they're almost always out in the middle of nowhere like, I think La Sierra is the only Adventist university that's, like, right in a city. The rest of them, they're all, and Loma Linda a little bit, but the rest of them, they're literally in the middle of nowhere uh, on purpose. Um, and so, basically, you know, we were the first generation in our area, anyways, that didn't follow that path. And so, it's like, well, usually you guys don't have collegiate age anything because there's no collegiate people because they all leave and go to college. Um, or they just leave the church in general. And so we left. Um, we didn't leave, but we were kind of like trying not to. It, it, there's a lot of conflict between like, are we staying? Are we going? Um, I remember that dilemma being pretty heavy. Um, like nobody was like outwardly talking about it, but it was kind of like, you know, you have your friends that you like from, you know, the local public schools that are you know, let's go do this, let's go do that, and it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't like, let's go get drunk, let's go party, it was like, let's go play tennis, let's go, you know, see this movie when it, when it releases, let's go, you know, um, see this band play, or, it was like, wholesome stuff, it wasn't, it just wasn't religious stuff, but it was wholesome stuff, like, there was nothing really wrong with it, but I do remember blowing off a lot of stuff for almost like two years or so, until we kind of had, um, a, um, uh, so we kind of had, like, a, like, a, like, kind of our, our footing with things, you know, with what we were gonna do, so the church eventually opened, like, a, um, a collegiate age ministry, if you want to call it that, and the people who were going to the public schools locally, you know, we were all part of that ministry. Um, one thing I liked and didn't like. So one thing that I liked is the people who were leading us. 
um, chaperoning, whatever you want to call it, the people who were leading us were kind of more understanding of, like, how to do things with us, you know, they weren't really, like, you know, for example, like, Saturday nights, there was a guy who had a house who we'd go over to his house all the time, and he'd order all these pizzas, and, like, we'd watch movies, and it wasn't, like, religion movies, it was, like, actual, like, legit movies, like, we'd rent movies and watch maybe, like, two movies a night or something, and we'd, like, rent movies, he was the first person who ever told me, and he was a very successful businessman, he was the first person who ever told me, you know, you gotta take a break at least once a week, you know, you gotta take a break, you know, like, we would take Sabbath to not study, most of us didn't study on the Sabbath, but otherwise other than not studying on the sabbath we would usually like okay sun's down go home and study and he'd be like look i'm always hosting a movie night like you know you're gonna get more done if you just stay here and watch movies and you still have sunday to study and like he was right you know like we were never behind and just because we spent more time having fun and actual just unwinding instead of just like grind all week and then you know even on the sabbath honestly it's a grind because you're kind of like trying to keep all these rules and do all this stuff and like you're not just sitting home chilling like you're out with the church stuff and Friday night vespers and Saturday morning church at nine in the morning and like and then you know until afternoon at least you're not free and then even when you are free if you're following all the rules you're not really doing anything anyways and so usually you're not uh free on Saturdays for the most part um and then the second you are free once Sabbath ends then like what you're gonna study again so um, you know, I did blow that off for a while, and then I did study, too, and then I used to study weekdays, um, we'd go to Borders, and then we go to, um, Starbucks, or, sorry, Borders, and then either, uh, Barnes & Noble, because they closed later, they'd be open two more hours, so either Borders, or Barnes & Noble, or Borders and Denny's, if we were gonna study really late, because Denny's was like 24 hours, so we'd stay till like midnight, and then, you know, we'd study pretty much every day like that, um, and, or libraries and stuff, but we never really studied like at home, like that was very rare to just like study at home, like usually I'd go out after dinner and like study, and so, you know, I got through college pretty good, and, got through, you know, university pretty good, um, during university, I was working, and still, I mean, during those early college days, I was working too, but then, like, yeah, I was studying, working, commuting to Irvine, um, and still involved with church, um, and I remember feeling pretty, like, you know, um, stressed out, um, you know, a lot of people around, like, um, you know, still being in school, it was like, how many years we were in school, you know, and then, uh, yeah, we were just in school so long term, and, I mean, that was, that was fine, but it was kind of like, you know, you start seeing people around you that didn't go to school, and you're just kind of like, okay, like, they're making money, they've got their own, like, apartments, and their relationships and stuff, and a lot of us were still, like, trying to navigate this new style of, um, it's kind of like a new lifestyle, almost, like, it didn't fully fit in or make sense with what we were, what we were doing, so, um, yeah, we had this full kind of, like, um, thing that we were trying to do, a lot of us, where it was, like, we're local and doing the Adventist church thing locally, but then we had leaders that were, like, you know, I don't know why we still had to have chaperones, but they didn't really fully trust us without, like, a church leader, so we couldn't really do anything, like, we did have that time period where we were, like, hosting things on our own. But then after a while, they kind of wanted more hands more hands on, you know, uh, supervision, I guess. And so we started hanging out at different, like, religious leaders' houses and 
whatnot and like they were cool and stuff like I mentioned like the Saturday night stuff was cool but you know Friday nights you know sometimes they'd be pushing agendas about like veganism and abortion and all, all this kind of stuff like or anti-abortion rather but all this kind of stuff where it's just like you know we'd watch a documentary about it and I'm not gonna say the names of the people but there were like at least three or four adults that kind of were our leaders but I don't know why they felt we needed leaders when I think back to it I'm like why did we have to have leaders like we were doing fine on our own just amongst ourselves teaching ourselves um and you know we kind of had our own thing going but yeah I guess the church needed to take it over they needed to make it a ministry and like do a whole thing and so I mean looking back on it I kind of wonder but I mean when I think of it now I'm like eh like whatever but I think they just didn't like that we were hanging out at like coffee shops and all that kind of stuff and then they got these other couple pastors involved from like England um that were just not they weren't good people they kind of have like I mean they'd be like flirting with all the girls and stuff and they'd be like oh well, where we're from women in their 20s are like a lot more mature so we can like you know like we're more used to like you know dating women that are like in their 20s and these guys were like in their mid 30s or something I'm like this is gross and weird and like you know they'd be like flirting with everybody and I'm like I mean like there were pastors and it's like whatever um one of them left and went into some completely other field so I'm I'm not sure but I'm kind of assuming maybe something happened but I really can't say for sure because I really don't know nobody spoke on it um but there were so many types of scandals that were just like goodness but yeah there were like a lot of things that when I look back I was like whoa um and so yeah there was that there was um um so let me see yeah those guys kind of came and went um within a few year period and mind you like you know a lot of like I was in school for a long time because I was in grad school too in LA and so eventually I you know I kind of started going to like a different church um that I liked more it started later um it was kind of more like a lot more people my age I kind of liked it like socially it just felt a little different than the church I grew up in because people weren't as like backstabby gossiping type you know it was like a lot of minorities and like mostly like Tongans African Americans Asians uh there were white people too um it was just really like a mixed race kind of culture kind of more gospel style so musically it was kind of interesting for me too because I've been raised more in like contemporary style music and then I started playing I started trying to learn like jazz and like gospel like in grad school and like I met a like this blues guy who was like we're still friends and like he he's in the blues and stuff and like so I was just like dude like this is cool like hear like all the live music and stuff and um yeah it was a good time like uh you know I might I might pop over uh he plays in another part of the city so I'm thinking I don't know when it is like on Sundays he plays and uh I'm thinking I might go out there tonight just because it's like something I could do but I don't really know but I, I I am really trying to get back involved in the music culture I'm really pushing myself because it was something that I found is really healthy and helpful um just to keep my mind like in something uh productive and creative and not you know in addition to podcasting you know definitely the music and writing and stuff like that um not so much just like you know the partying or just like trying to just like socialize with people but not really like socialize the way that I don't want to socialize um but yeah I kept this up all the way until I eventually moved down to San Diego for grad school and even the first year in San Diego I you know was still coming up on Saturdays to do church stuff and all that for pretty much the whole first I don't know if it was year or semester I don't know if we were semesters or quarters I can't remember it all now I want to say it was year 
And then I started meeting more people my second year. And, you know, um, the friends that I had made during my first year, I was like, I actually actually do want to hang out with them. And so I did try to go to church a little bit in San Diego. The Adventist churches were just not my thing. And then I met some friends that I went to church with that was like a Sunday church at The Rock. And I really liked it, but I, I was a little conflicted. Like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't go to this church because it's like a Sunday church and like all but I I liked most of it I mean they had some weird like um thing about like uh LGBT I don't know if it was like conversion but like LGBT kind of you know support to be straighter or something I don't know what it was but that's kind of how I took it um to mean was that like it's support but it's not support to be gay it's support to not be gay more so um like I don't know what they did or whatever I think they talked about it and I'm gonna assume that they talked about what the bible verses said about like you know um men sleeping with men and things like that like I don't know the bible says a lot of stuff that's like okay why are we following that sentence and all the sentences before and after, nobody follows any of those. So it's kind of like it. people pick and choose, let's be real. Um, so I don't really know. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the background of things overall. You know, San Diego, um, you know, I was basically able to kind of reform how I was doing a lot of things. And I wouldn't say that I went not religious or whatever. I just did what worked for me. I was like, you know, there's a lot of this BS I just don't need, you know. Um, So when I was talking about like gut feelings and toxic environments, uh, you know, that's all the background behind things. And then, you know, I fast forward to, to now and it's like, you know, I've got people around me that I haven't really been too interactive with since, um, probably since, let me see, 25, 2008, 2008, maybe 2000, 2008, I don't know, um, 2008 or two, um, maybe closer to 2011, maybe, so somewhere between then, we kind of, I kind of went more towards my, uh, um, my grad school LA friends, and kind of stopped being too involved with the church I grew up in, and was more so involved with the church that I started going to where there were more people my age we'd hang out late at night it was just a cool social environment and then during that economy crash in like 2008 you know um that's when I was trying to look for work wasn't able to find anything that would be solid started studying again to get into a doctoral program um it took like a year or so to be able to like apply and test and all that kind of stuff and then I went to school um, a little after that, you know, and then that was the year or so that I kept, I don't know, once I got, I don't remember the exact year, I'd have to look back, but I started driving back up to LA when I was down in San Diego. Um, but yeah, once I was in San Diego and not driving back up to LA, you know, I was able to kind of cultivate more of the relationships that I had down there and kind of try to decide, you know, how do I really want my life to look? Because, uh, there are things that aren't really working for me, staying connected with the LA community from my childhood. It was more so like the stuff that wasn't working was definitely the gossiping, the judgment, the religious traditions that were just a little out of whack for my style of, you know, comfort. Um, and again, a lot of this stuff never directly happened to me. It was all like, I was experiencing this secondary from a lot of my friends they got ridiculed against or a lot of people I knew they got like um not really fully banned but more so like um you could tell they weren't getting like positions at the church they weren't getting 
asked to volunteer to do certain stuff. They weren't getting recommended for certain things. People were just like, ah, this is like a deadbeat, like secular heathen type of person. Like it was almost like that. Like nobody said that, but not everybody was treated equally. Like you could have a membership and never get called to like do anything because somebody was assuming that you weren't good enough for whatever reason you know they had in their mind and usually it was because you were doing something outwardly that a lot of people were doing anyways but you were doing something outwardly that was not approved of even if it was like okay you started a rock band that's metal and not christian and you're playing rock music on friday nights every three friday nights and then there's one friday night out of the week when you're available we're not going to invite you to do these things like it would be stuff like that they kind of keep tabs on what you did in your social life um i was always good at not exposing what i did in my social life i was never really too active on social media i was on myspace but after that i wasn't too active in social media i wasn't really like spreading the good news about everybody's business all over the world um and but yeah when I when I fast forward to like now I'm kind of recalling a lot of experiences that came up um that were relevant um to me describing um excuse me describing certain stuff like this as a toxic environment um um, I'm not going to talk specific experiences, but um, it's just kind of a, a toxic social style um, that I was in San Diego. I was like, you know, I had experiences at community college where I met some people and they were great people. I had experiences, you know, when I went to a different church and they were great people. I had experiences where I went to... Um, um, a different, you know, a grad, my first grad school, and it was, you know, great people. And I was like, you know, really, the people that I didn't want to interact with as much tended to be those people I kind of grew up with more. Um, and so that was something that, you know, took me a while to kind of realize, you know, because I was always just popping back up. But then I started realizing, okay, how come whenever I come to town, I'm not seeing these people that I grew up with? I'm actually bypassing all of them and going even further north up in LA to go visit these other people up in Hollywood or downtown or wherever else in LA like I wasn't making plans with the local friends near my family's house I was making plans with the other people and you know so that went on and on for a while and then I mentioned too that I recently you know um came to town uh, started living locally again and, you know, started realizing, you know, through a few experiences that there's a lot that hasn't changed. Um, there's a lot that really just hasn't changed. And so now the struggle comes to when I'm getting invites from people and their families about all sorts of stuff um the struggle comes in okay I'm getting these invitations but I've already like let this life this kind of social toxic lifestyle go like I'm not saying people don't gossip you know I'm not saying people don't like tease each other and make fun and just like shoot the shit and just act silly and like have a couple drinks and like whatever like I mean it's fine to like do that with your friends and stuff um, you know, and just kind of just be like, whatever, you know, and just like, but I feel like it, it gets taken a little bit too far. Um, and like I've mentioned before, I've addressed it and I got a lot of pushback on when I addressed it where I was like, this is just not right. You know, especially cause it's like, you know, I've been working in the field of psychology for so long and, you know, there is, you know, a lot of value to, you know, aspects of confidentiality and stuff like that even if nobody's signing a form and there's no like ethical uh law you know in place against your social relationships I do feel that you know if you really care about people you know you're not going to be just like backstabbing and just like trying to like find out information to either make them feel bad about it or 
to spread it to other people and make you look better or whatever. Like, I feel like that's not... I don't understand why I would even get pushback about that, you know? But, you know, I do have to say that, you know, I'm noticing something. Um, I'm noticing something from either people who are like that, who socially just are just unhinged, you know, and just can't really, you know, keep things to themselves in an appropriate way. Like, I don't think it's appropriate to be talking about other people's mental health diagnoses and and stuff like that. Like, whether it's like substances or depression, anxiety, panic attacks, like PTSD, like psychosis, all this kind of stuff. I don't think it's appropriate for people to be like revealing that stuff about their friends and family members. And in a way, I mean, if they are going to mention it, I don't think it's appropriate to mention it in a way that's like, that's like making fun of what they do, like symptom wise or, or, um, placing judgment on them about it. And, you know, like, exposing it to people who it's none of their business like I feel like if somebody tells somebody something like that um they shouldn't the other person shouldn't in turn go and spread that to everybody and that's kind of what I've been experiencing lately and I don't know if it's because of the field that I'm in that people just feel comfortable all of a sudden talking about mental health but not talking about theirs they're talking about other people who are like friends of mine family friends of mine like friends of mine that are maybe family members or friends of theirs and just exposing all this all this stuff um there is something that i did notice during the rona um during 2020 and 2021 those years were the highest um increases of uh needs for mental health services and i feel like a lot of people became more aware about mental health um because of those years and because of everything everybody experienced and the things that they were experiencing themselves and people who were never um you know learning about mental health or exposed to mental health um, services were starting to get exposed to them so there was that but then I do also think that um, you know, and all the trauma everybody experienced through the pandemic let's be real and then you know but I think when it came back to the church culture of stuff people really were insecure on it and they really took it to a level that was just not okay um where they're just like trying to expose other people for those types of things and you know I witnessed that pretty routinely in the um early summer interactions that I had with with people when I was uh coming back up to LA um that it was those same people who were always gossipy judgy um just kind of like spreading you know good cheer of gossip all over social environments and exposing people those were the same people who were um talking this way and so when I did bring up that hey this isn't okay to be like talking like this about people you know of course you know I got pushback you know a lot of pushback a whole hell of a lot of pushback And now we're at the point where I'm still getting invites, avoiding invites, um, and kind of wondering if it's okay for me to not be interacting. I mean, I've got this gut feeling that it's like not, um, it's not a very healthy environment to be around. Um, so right now I'm kind of in the, in the process of kind of like, okay, what do I want to talk about with people? Um, 
Now, I tested this. I tested this. There's one person who I caught up with recently. Just one person who I caught up with who um, uh, me and this person, you know, we caught up. They know where I stand. Uh, They know how I feel about this kind of topic. And... Uh, they understand my concerns with it, with with a lot of it, with the the gossip, the judgment, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're the one person who I was like, okay, I'm gonna lay it all out and just tell this one person, kind of what I've been up to since I've been in San Diego, as far as my dating life, as far as my social life, as far as how I spend my time, where I spend my money, where my hobbies go. Um, you know, what I think about like the economy and education and, you know, my career paths and things like that. Like there's one person that I think is fully caught up to speed and I can almost guarantee you that if I go to this event that I'm debating if I'm even going to attend, but if I end up going to this event, there's going to be a whole... Mm, probably four different families full of people that I know that I grew up with that are going to know certain things about me because I told this one person. I can guarantee you this. And, you know, pretty much my response if I do go, my response is going to be, oh, it's interesting that you know this about me because we don't talk and I only told this guy you know I only told this guy so the way they're getting their information is clearly going to be through that one person not from me um I haven't told anybody else what I've been up to and so I mean that's kind of what I'm dealing with over here where I'm like yeah I got this gut feeling about these kind of toxic environments to me that's toxic I'm sorry to say it is you know people think nothing of it but it's like it's toxic like nobody needs to know all the stuff about about me you know um there's all these rap songs that are always like keep your mouth keep my name out of your mouth kind of thing and um there's this song that I really like uh by July um it's called miss me and uh the lyrics are pretty powerful it's kind of like you know when I heard that song I was like oh my god I can so relate like um but it's like yeah like there's some lines in there to the tune of like I don't know exactly the word for word but it was like you know I just met this person like how do they know all this stuff about me like that kind of thing where it's just like yeah like somebody's been talking but you know it's not like you know I'm pretty confident in myself but I feel like when people want to learn stuff about you so they can use it for judgment, it's like, why do you even want me around then? Like, what the fuck's that all about? Like, don't you have other shit to do with your time? Like, really? Um, I mean, if we're having this event, it's supposed to be like this family's event. It's for a specific life milestone. It has nothing to do with me. Like, I'm not there to catch up about myself. Like, let's catch up about the people who this event is for and talk about them and their lives. Like, why are we talking about me? You know, like, and it's not just me. It's other people. I'm pretty sure other people's names will be brought up. I mean, it. I, I, I record about this stuff all the time because it's infuriating. It's just like, you know, like, this is the type of social stuff I left behind. I'm not here to blame the Adventist church or to blame Adventists or to blame religion or whatever, but... I mean, am I the only one who's who wants to shut it down? Not the church necessarily, but shut down this kind of like thinking, you know, this kind of uh, social atmosphere. Like sometimes I'm just like, dude, can't we just like have a drink and talk about something else? Like, you know, it's like people want to be like, oh, like these people drink and smoke and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, and they're having fun too. They actually want to see each other when they interact. They're enjoying themselves, you know, um, you know, like maybe, maybe, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to go to this event, but I'm seeing if I'll go. Um, 
I don't I don't really know what's gonna happen but I'm seeing if I'll go I'm thinking about it um, if I do go I'm not really gonna be there talking about myself I'm just gonna be like look I'm here at this event just to support and um, if you need to know anything about me just catch me I'm local let's hang out you know and I guarantee you nobody will take me up on that offer either so um, it's just I don't know I don't know guys but thanks for listening Bye.